What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Vec Easy. Hi, everybody. It's your girl, Joey. Hey, guys. It's Trell, and this is... The Team! And we have our special guest today, Dr. Campbell. Whoop, whoop. Hello. Welcome to the group chat, Dr. Campbell. How's everyone doing? We're doing good. Doing good. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Let's get started. How's everybody's weekends going? How'd it go? Pretty good. Very chill. Um, last weekend, I relaxed all weekend, um, and I loved it. Because, you know, I feel like after this weekend, it's just about to be Mayhem. crazy. Go, go, go. Mm-hmm. This weekend, I just helped out with um, our more event management. Yes. Um, I had two events this weekend. I had one yesterday, and I had one today. I'm actually going to leave here and go break it down. Um, and everything came out good. Shout out to my crew, Nell, Trail, Keith. Like, they was holding me down. Everything looked Renee. amazing. Yeah, everything came out great. So that was me. Busy, mm-hmm. busy. And Joe, how was your last two How weekend? was your weekend, Joanne? Wow. Let's start with last weekend. Um, last <laughs> we cheesing hard in here, by the way. <laughs> last weekend, what did I do? I didn't do anything much, but Trail was my wingman. Yeah, I, I wasn't there either. Trail and Beck. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to say sis. Yes, but I remember Trail because Trail was like, I'm coming. Oh, yeah, because yeah. if you yeah. guys remember, I did a whole little uh, clip on our story about how I was going to be a wing woman for my friend. Yeah. That friend happened to be Joanne. Shout out to Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. that was cool. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> Nothing this weekend? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you go on a date Not at for all? the podcast? Uh, I'm sorry? Did you go on a date this weekend? Um, I didn't go on a date. Per se, I went on an outing. An outing. <laughs> okay, and, there's a difference, and that's different from a date. Okay, and mm. that was fine. We're just gonna leave that there. Yeah, I'll All let right. you. I'll let you have. That. We'll let you live. <laughs> yeah. You want to elaborate on the wing woman story? Right. Okay. So listen. Go ahead. So we came up with this whole <laughs> Thank you, like. Dr. Campbell. Thank you. Thank you. We didn't ask you. You did. Okay. <laughs> so we came up with this whole story, like. Okay, we're going out. I'm going to text him, and I'm going to say, like, I'm meeting with my friends, da-da-da, and you can come. So the backstory, there's someone of interest, and she's like, oh, no, he don't, he ain't one. So we're like, yo, he definitely wants to talk to you. Like, right. why are you not getting the hints? So she actually was like, all right, I'm going to take this hint this, this weekend and mm-hmm. just go for it. And I did, and, you know, he took the bait. Um, he didn't come out that particular light, night, but we went out the following night and we played ourselves basically because yeah. we're like, all right, don't make it seem like you're available. Just be like, oh, I'm not going out this weekend. And then hit him like a few hours later, be like, oh, my friend said that they wanted to go into town. So he was like, oh, okay, then I'm gonna come. So technically, he did, he was in an obligation, right. wasn't a plan, right? right. He missed. Mm. So. And he, he didn't come, up, but he followed up very nicely the next, so the next day. day. And mm-hmm. then I would say this weekend as well. So, <laughs> yeah. well, so that's a good start. Yeah, <laughs> so far so good. Dr. Campbell, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was it was busy. I I was on call this weekend, so oh. uh, did you get called in? I did. I got of called course. Really? Times, Saturday, Friday night, and Saturday last night. So I went in like around two thirty this morning. And I got back home like around six thirty. Oh, that's so, not bad. That's not horrible. Yeah. horrible. So when you're on call, like how long is it? Twenty four hours or forty eight so hours? It depends on the type of call. This weekend I was just on from five p on Friday to eight a.m. on Saturday morning, and then again uh, like six p.m. Saturday until eight a.m. this morning. So that's not too bad. I'm at home unless I get called in for like emergency or something like that so. cool that's not bad not nice. at all that's good alright so we got an icebreaker we do so we're doing two lies and one truth so wait two lies one truth yes you Why, did two do you truths have, and I one did lie. two truths and a lie <laughs> <laughs> two truths and a lie that's what it's called I know but 
but it would be too much to try to explain the truth. So it's two lies and the truth. Yeah. So Dr. Kimmel, you want to go first? All right, yeah. Okay. All right, you said two, two lies and the truth, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. I used to play rugby. I can't play spades. And I was born in Nigeria. You were born in Nigeria is the lie. And you used to play rugby is the truth. Yeah. You can play spades. Wait, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, did I? <laughs> You did two okay, no, no, I did, no, 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 I did two. I did you did? Two, two, two so you I think the rugby is, is the truth. Can I get the answer now? Or not? Or yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I can play I knew spades. It. I was born in the Bahamas. Okay, nice. Oh, nice. I'm going to the Bahamas in June, by the way. Nice. nice. Good. <laughs> so how, what made you get into rugby? Um, so in high school, I used to play football. Okay. And then when it was time to play varsity, so I'm seven-day Venice. The games okay. are mostly on like Friday night, which is during my Sabbath. So I was like, what else am I going to play? Yeah, so I, I did that. That's and I awesome. threw shot put for uh, the track and field team also. Oh, you lit. Athletic. I, I, I helped with the athletics, but <laughs> I definitely wasn't part playing. Of the team. Yeah. Um, who wants to go? Go ahead, Joe. Okay, so I have two sisters and two brothers. Mm-hmm. I have a peanut allergy, and I'm a amazing cook. Amazing cook, the last. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You got that right. <laughs> you are very. T- yeah. Okay, so you say your peanut allergy. You have the. T- the... Uh, well, y'all would know the other Yeah, ones. that's what I'm about okay. to say. I know, um, so you go ahead. Peanut, said alle- it. peanut allergy is true. No, you said it. What? My lie was I'm an amazing cook. <laughs> no, no you're supposed to. He's lies, trying to though. find out what the it's truth true. is. Oh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Remind me never to do this icebreaker again. The truth is I have two sisters and brothers, and Uh, I did it it wrong. I did two two lies lies. and one truth. So, wait, you're allergic to uh, nuts fruit? You did it right. It was supposed to be two lies and one truth. The one truth is your sibling. Oh, my God. So, you you can't cook and you don't have a peanut allergy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, why can't you cook? Honestly, I'm lazy. At this point, I don't even want to try, but I had a horrible experience. On Easter Sunday, the night before Easter, um, I fried chicken. And, Whoa! Okay, and you gotta there take was baby no red. steps, girl. <laughs> it was no red inside. I ate it, and I ate like five pieces. Easter morning, I'm like throwing up red, vom- like red vomit everywhere. What? So ever since then. And then this has to be like that weekend. That was like, <laughs> I didn't go to the hospital. Ten, this was like ten years ago. So ever since uh, then, I've been like. I thought you were talking about like just this past. Yeah, no. right. <laughs> no. So, so you, ever since then, I just like. Mm. Oh. Ten years wow. ago. It's, it's time to give it another try. Mm. Right, yeah. right. You could let that go. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> try. You want to go ahead? Um. I guess. Okay. Um. I know how to play the cello. I'm afraid of flying, and I have a twelve-year-old. You play the cello. <laughs> you think that's the that's truth? That's the truth, yeah. Am I supposed to answer right now? You can answer. Yeah. No, I don't play any instruments. <laughs> she hates flying. Yeah. And what was the other two again? I'm afraid of flying, and I have a 12-year-old. Oh, so the answer is I hate flying? You said it, right? No, I do oh. not. I'm not afraid of flying. Well, you have a 12-year-old? I do. <laughs> Look at his face. He's oh, like, yeah, hey. did, And that's yeah, why I knew I that would be a, a good one. Yeah. 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 She Nobody ever expected yeah. it. <laughs> She like, looks oh, twelve. Wow. She looks that's, twelve I herself. I that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> so that's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> All right, here's mine. I'm allergic to bananas. I've been to Paris, and I've performed at the Apollo. 
You didn't perform at the Apollo. <laughs> You've been to Paris, though. Nope. I performed you at Apollo. Perform? Yeah. Like, you didn't perform at Apollo. I know. I was like, ain't nobody. You ain't rep the tree trunk. Yeah. Um, a few do? years back, um, my brother is an audio engineer and he does beats and stuff. So we had a studio at the house and his friends used to come and rap. So one time he's like, yo, back in trail, I need y'all to be on the hook. Remember? We was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, we'll sing. <laughs> um, and then our manager at the time, my sister, she was like, oh, they got this contest at the Apollo. Like only the first hundred people get to audition. And then it was like this contest, whatever. So we're like, all right, bet we want to go. So we went. We did good with the audition. It was like, all right, you made it. And then we performed. You didn't get hooked it was up, lit. right? Huh? No, 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 no. Nice, we was nice. lit. Um, we were mad lit, and we rubbed the little um, tree trunk. I was like, oh, shit. They loved it. Yeah, they did. They I was real adamant, too, when she said Paula. Yeah, you was like, oh, yeah, you was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's so funny. So that was our little icebreaker. Joe, so, you got a line? So before we start, Drop That Line is basically, like, she says a line, and we have to guess what song or movie uh, okay. or whatever the case may Please be. Please let us know what from. genre. Okay, so it's the instrumental. Oh, I'm gonna do okay, that again, sis. and I think it's pretty. It's very easy. It's so R and B. Should um, um, it's rap. Okay. So you guys right, are gonna cool, cool, cool. figure it out. Okay. Then around the world, ah, yeah, yeah. We could try like. Yeah. That's. Is that song? That song was sampled though. Thanks. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Are you but doing the yeah, original or the? Okay, so what did you say? Been around the world? By who? Diddy, no. Biggie Biggie and and um, Diddy. Yeah. 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 Trails over there like... I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because the original is... Been around the world, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's the original one. Oh, good. We doing good. We starting the year off right. Okay. So we used to be horrible with it. Did you guys um, figure it out last week? Did we do one last oh, week? No, no, we didn't we do didn't. one last no, week. Julie was, are you counting Julie? Was that the last one? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, was it last week? Yeah. Last uh, week we did our be- our top last three. episode. Julie was last year. Yeah. So. Starting the year off right. Starting yeah. the year off right. Okay. Yeah, don't be so discrediting me. Yes. Right. <laughs> so we have some hot topics for the week. So first we are going to discuss R. Kelly. So on Thursday, he actually was out um, performing at a packed club for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess they just kicked him out of the chocolate factory mm-hmm. in Chicago. Um, so it's still an ongoing thing, even though the special was, what, last week? Right. Um, and it's just been a lot of talk, a lot of discussion. I just watched it on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? Mm-hmm. This bit? Did you guys watch it? Um, I watched it, finally finished it. I didn't watch it when it first came out, but then I was like, let me sit down and watch it so I can have a real opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very, like, the thing is, it's stuff that you, is it's like, oh, okay, like, I wouldn't doubt that it was a thing right. with him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, between his music, the Pied Piper, like, if you look up the de- yeah. definition Mission, of what yeah. that is, like, him and Aaliyah, like, it was, like, it was in our face, but it was, like, we just didn't. But even still, it. it was, like, in our face, but not to that magnitude. Right. Yeah. right. All, like, all yeah. the stuff that they talk about in the documentary, we had no clue. Right. We had no clue. Oh, we probably thought yeah. it stopped at the, the child pornography the and child Aaliyah, mm-hmm. and, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> right. That whole Pied Piper... Thing. Yeah, I knew about that meeting. I just thought it was. I knew about that too. Crazy that anyone would name themselves 
that. Yeah. Especially so obvious, especially with what he was going through. Right. right. It was exactly. like, he's just still going to do whatever he want anyway. Yeah. I got to go back and actually watch the Boondocks episode like a while back. I remember, oh, I remember yeah. that. And they basically, I don't know, that show was just very clever in terms of like he included a lot of current events and things that in a you did in like a more humorous way uh-huh. right but he had this scene where you know he's in the courthouse and yeah. then I think they just start playing like R. Kelly music and the whole yes. courthouse starts just not <laughs> and they're just like yeah. oh I'm not guilty and yeah. everyone just completely forgets which yeah. is like and that perfect, is accurate yeah, it's so illustration accurate illustration of what happened everybody's like life. oh I can't separate the music yeah. from the man it's yeah. like yes you can yeah. right. I like, can absolutely because some of you made a joke on Instagram because like, you know someone said actually they're like there's a difference between Robert and R. Kelly it's and like big enough. Like, no, <laughs> they both. Yeah. He using R. Kelly to get the the girls to get he the ain't check. He using Robert. Exactly. Right. It's still one person. <laughs> right. But it does go to show how, like, when you go through traumatic things when you were young. He said he was molested at seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was never talked about. And we said this before on recent, um, previous podcasts. Like, oh, what happens in our house stays in our house. Yeah. Therapy Shoved is another the thing rug. in the mm-hmm. black community. Yeah. Um. So it's just, you know, a product of something that he has already been a part of. And they had a bunch of psychologists on there, you know, talking about how when you're traumatic, you now you want to be the person in power. You want right. to be mm-hmm. the aggressor because mm-hmm. you were the victim at one point. Right. So do you guys think that they should take his music off the shelves? Because, like, people are, like, deleting his music. Do you I think like, that all so. the outlets should, so like, too. take his music I don't out? see why not. I feel like because of our justice system, like, I don't feel like he, what are they gonna okay. I see what send him saying. to jail. So I feel like he needs to pay one way or another because right now he's like, okay, whatever. Y'all still giving yeah. money in my pocket because y'all still listening. Yeah, y'all still going to shows and that. stuff. There's I another think investigation coming up. Yeah, I in saw Georgia. That, yeah. But when when why should we be the juror, the judge and the jury? I don't think it's us being the juror. I think is. I'm not, I don't like your values and mm-hmm. what you're about. I don't support that, so I'm not supporting you or anything that you do. That's right. what I think it is. And because he's not going to jail and everything, it's like, all right, what can yeah. I do or what yeah. can I, what part can I play right. to hurt his his sales or yeah. whatever? I mean, I can't go and say, oh, look, I want to say tell him that he's guilty, say that he's guilty. So it's like, what but can, you can I help do in another way to help yeah, those victims? Because I'm trying to look at it on the other side. Like, I understand and I'm totally against it too, but... Look at all these presidents that had slaves. Look at Abraham Lincoln. We're still using his money mm-hmm. to pay for stuff. That's true. That's a part of our history. Mm-hmm. He's also a part of our history. So do we want to wipe him off? I, and what I did realize, mm-hmm. black people, our culture will write you off way quicker yeah. than how the white folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They won't write you off as quick. You think so? Like, they wouldn't write their own people off as quick. No, so they like, won't for do example, it. like... Um, you Bill think, Clinton, you're saying white for example, would... like white people won't don't write off white people as quickly as black folks do with their own people. Oh. You get what I'm saying? I don't know. No, R, they look do R, it. Look at R. Kelly. It's, look that's how, true. It's still yeah. a very mixed. There is still a big percentage. You're right. No, you're they right. do, but they do it quietly. Quietly. We're right. like doing memes. Right. We're protesting. Yeah. Right. We're like yeah. expressing how we feel. Right. White people are not going to do all that. Whereas it's like, oh, well, this exec stepped down from his office. Yes. We don't know why, but, but all yeah, we know is they he... fall on their yeah. sword. But quietly. like we just was talking about how when something happens, you're the head of the company, so you step yeah. down, right? I feel yeah. like that's the same thing. All of this chaos, you need to step back. We don't want to see you in the media. And we don't want to see the, you. Yeah, because that's the you know? start in the face. Like, all right, exactly. you know this stuff to is the coming victim. out, and it's like, oh, well, I'm still going to perform. This ain't going to stop my birthday. That's what he said, like, on the video. Right. And it's like mm. you are gloatingly like just like I'm still out here and acting remember, like you're untouchable. Sorry, that 
I just realized also I didn't realize his um ties, how close he was tied with B2K. Me? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. either. I didn't know that either. He wrote he music for a lot of people. Whole album and I did not the, know that. The three big hits from that Pandemonium album were all written by him. He's a genius. Like, so supposedly well, after their tour, they're going to say, like, I'm going to get this money first. Yeah. So I'm kind of worried about this that. Is, this yeah. is what I'm saying, because I said earlier, this whole documentary and all this is yeah. all about money and not really helping the girls. Because mm. I'm like, why would you not pull the music Before now the to really make a statement instead of after but the tour? But docu- the documentary and pulling the music, those aren't, those don't go hand in hand because it's not like the producers behind the documentary, documentary or Lifetime have control over that. Yeah. I think the documentary they really wanted to bring this just to light. put it to light. But yeah. as far as the whole thing when Omarion said he was removing it from his shelf afterwards, I was just like, like yeah, because like, he's oh, like, yeah, I know the really fans, bad, you know, but you won't want to hear this music, so, so we're gonna still it. do it. We'll get this money and then we'll, we'll mm-hmm. stop. But my thing is, I don't, th- I don't think, so. yeah, I don't, I don't. Think but so. my thing is yeah. like. He wrote the song. He didn't perform the song. Like this is a B two K song. So now we're going way deeper. deeper. Yeah. Anything that he touched, like oh he That's said you should things. sing this. No, and, and I support like, if they don't want to do their songs. I support that. But right, I yeah. can. I feel like I can listen to B two K songs because I don't associate their songs with right. him. First of all, I didn't even know that he wrote them, so right. I don't associate that. But I think it's listening to him in particular, yeah. especially knowing that a lot of the songs a backyard party got a family reunion. These stories that have to do with all this nonsense he was doing behind yeah, the scenes that's so. true that's true. That's my thing. So, yeah. Speaking of that, that's another hot topic. B2K announced that they are going on tour. And the tickets went out on sale, and they were, like, almost $300. Yeah, chill, bro. <laughs> they played themselves. I'm you not. No, I wanted to go, but not until 245. Yeah. They, they'll be in New York. New York. Uh, I'm not pressed enough. Nah. Not to pay that. Mm-mm. But it's, like, 10,000 people on the bill. No, and I get still. it, but no, I'm not no. pressed enough. It's no. starting not at 300. Five. The tickets, the tickets, like the high up seats, was like 245 for uh, nosebleed seats. No, no, thank you. Yeah, You're not gonna be in the jersey dresses. No, I was, no. Gonna, I was gonna. It freak sounded it. nice at first. Freak it. I was gonna freak it. <laughs> it sounded nice it at did. first. I was it looking was for fresh. a velour sweatsuit, but yeah, no, with a fresh washing set from the Dominican. Suit, white <laughs> <laughs> but nah, the not for that much. Yeah, I seen it was an interview, and somebody was like, "Soja Boy, why aren't you on the bill?" He was like, "They ain't got enough." money for me they need to put me on the bill i heard he was bugging this weekend too yelling in the camera on my, uh, that or made a meme out of that on my IG story. he's so funny yeah. he's crazy he told myself i had the greatest comeback this <laughs> year <laughs> he's like tiger but i'm like he came back this year wait but this is what i'm saying he looks so dusted up i'm like what uh, music did you put out this year yeah he looked real that's hurt. crazy that he's he only 28 he looked rough yeah, so Soldier was wild. So he said they didn't have enough money to put him on the Millennium uh, tour. Bill. You're right. He's mm-hmm. making money, so yeah, he's so. making money. Yeah. He is. Yeah, because didn't he just like create like a gaming system or he's, something uh, like that? Some poker, online poker. Yeah, he got some deal with so, them. And that's yeah. why he was away. Getting he has, that yeah, other and his own money. game. Yeah, the own gaming system. Too. Yeah, yeah, talking, yeah. He like Ray J. He's an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what's up. Ray J getting that coin mm-hmm. and Master P too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like behind the scenes. Y'all think yeah. this rap shit is. Is where you get the money. Nah. nah. Other ventures. Absolutely. And Nas. Nas secretly is oh, getting yeah. money. The doorbells. Seven, and... $70 million for the doorbell. That's ridiculous. That's pretty as it is. He's so bad. Yeah, he is. He's so bad. Water, water. So, Trail, do you have anybody that you're rooting for? 
So this week I'm reading for Marseille Martin. Um, you guys know her as Diane from <laughs> Blackish. Okay. So she's going to be the youngest executive producer in history at 14. Gems. She had an idea when she was just 11 to do like a spinoff of um, Tom Hanks' Big mm-hmm. back from 1988. And, you know, little, you guys seen the, the yeah. trailer? Uh-huh. So it's that's so her all her idea. She pitched it with um, Tracy Oliver and... She's about to produce it. Executive producer. Congratulations, producer. girl. Yeah, so. She getting that coin. Right. Pop it up for her. And they her. said that her um, publicist or manager or something was like, eh, I don't think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Ended up firing him, and then now look where she is. So I know they like, damn. Right. Yep. Don't, don't quit your daydream. Energy. Yeah, that that movie looks really good, too. It does, it does look um, good. It got Issa Rae in it. I'm yep. Regina King. Yep. So I'm excited. You know who it. else did a remake of that? Um, Jennifer... Garneth. Um, 13 going on 30. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's kind of yeah, like yeah. that in reverse, basically. Right. So yeah. it's, it's going to be cute. So shout it out to Marseille. So we definitely going to support her. Mm-hmm. the name of it again? Um, Little. Little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks really good. Yeah. It does um, look really good. So yeah, shout out to her. Yeah. So I have the You Tried It of the week. Oh, can't wait. It. So I was going to do Soldier Boy, but I'm like, eh. <laughs> it wasn't that It big. wasn't that good. Yeah. It goes to Meek Mills. He went on. Oh, he was yeah. trying it a lot. He was trying it a lot. Yeah. He last tried to days. come for the lace friends, and <laughs> right. I just had to check him real quick. Uh, he went on Twitter and just basically said he was having sexual altercations with a young lady, and when he went to go pull her hair, the the lace front came off, and he just was devastated and traumatized. And so my first thing I tweeted, I was like, a real nigga would have just took it and put it on a nightstand for right. her. Right, just threw it. <laughs> but he said wigs in general, and then... And then he, he started like, going on about the lace, yeah. the lace front. He's like, don't even look real. <laughs> the like, nerve. The yeah. nerve. First of all, them lace fronts was out there protesting so you could get out of jail. And that's what somebody like, said. Yeah, like, we were rooting bro. for you. And it was keeping call, us warm. We call our base braids after you. Right. Millions. Exactly. Like, I'm out here with my Meek Mills. Like, <laughs> so don't be trying to play our lace fronts. They Sun live. Does. He's so, funny. Meek Mills, you, you tried, tried it. it. Don't Wig be coming life. for us. All right. Trail, you got a question that niggas is asking? I don't have a question that niggas is asking this week. I That's think we good. could just hop right into our topic. Hopping right <laughs> into it. Health is wealth. So, Dr. Campbell, let the people know who you are, where you are from, what you're about. Um, Dr. Earl Campbell. I'm currently a third-year gastroenterology and hepatology fellow at Yale University. Uh, I grew up mostly in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I moved here from Maryland a couple years back. I went to Howard for undergrad. uh, HU. And University of Maryland for med school. Stayed there for my residency, and then I came here. Nice. Nice. You know, we we all want to move to D.C., so that's why we were just super, super super high. I I wanted to go to Howard. I love the DMV. It's amazing. So what made you decide, you know what, I want to be a doctor? So I was always interested in the sciences, and I love helping people. Those are usually like the cliche answers, but I actually wanted to be a veterinarian, believe it or not, up until, like from when I was a little kid, up until the summer before my sophomore year in college. And I was working in this like surgical research lab, got to speak with some veterinarians, doctors, and it was like at that point I kind of decided I wanted to use my interests, my skills to help people, so... That's awesome. When you were younger, did you have anyone to guide you or to let you know this is possible, you can do it, like just um, stay focused? Did you have a mentor? Or like another doctor that you've seen like growing up? I did, yeah. So my father is a pulmonologist and my mother's a pharmacist. So so it's in the family. Get this money. Right. And speaking of in the family, so your wife is a dentist, correct? Yeah. So that's nice. How did you guys meet? 
Uh, so we knew each other through mutual friends mm-hmm. back home in, in Nashville uh, through church. Um, but mm-hmm. she went to dental school at University of mm-hmm. Maryland. And so we started dating when she was two years behind me. So when she came up to Maryland to start dental school, I was a third-year med student. And then we started dating. So you guys basically time. were, like, going through it together. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, cool. that's good. Yeah. That's Y'all cool. need to be on Married to Medicine. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that smoke. I haven't watched yeah. it, but I heard some interesting things about that show. Yes. How do you That's balance? Some... Yeah. How do you balance life, work and life? Right, because uh, you guys have the both twins. Of being, yeah, doctor. It's, um, it's definitely a struggle, something I'm still like figuring out. Like mm-hmm. For example, this weekend when I was on call, uh, Friday night, I was in the hospital, uh, came back home, and then you, know, you come back home that morning and the kids are basically about right. to wake up, so then getting the kids ready and then you're trying to like sleep but the kids want to like play and stuff so it's something that I'm still like figuring out I try and do as much as I can at work Mm -hmm. so that I can leave as much of the work as I can there Mm -hmm. and not take too much of it back home and then just try when I come home you know spend time with the kids my wife and then usually then when everyone goes to bed then sometimes I'll end up then trying to do some more work like Mm -hmm. later on so that's awesome. That's a gem. Leave your work at work. That's important. Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's hard. it's Very hard. It's hard. Especially mm-hmm. in medicine. Especially, a lot of times, yeah. you know, calling up patients with, you know, following up with some things and just preparing things for the next day. So, right. But try and do just be as efficient as possible there, you know, and right. try and get everything done there. Can you go home? You're trying to like, you're trying to do notes with the kids running around. It's it's very tough. So, yeah. yeah. So you work in um, ambulatory procedures in Smilo? Yeah. In that's, the, that's my in old the, job. Um, Center for Advanced Endoscopy. Yeah, mm-hmm. they used I used to, call to work it, there. Used to call it APC, you know? Yeah, that, it was that one. I, I, that was my first job in the hospital in 2011. Uh, yeah. He's like, oh, that's cool. I know that. I'm actually working in endoscopy now as well. Where? <laughs> in Midstate now, at in the Digestive Health Center. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Y'all nice. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> Me and Beck like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I want nothing to do with none of that. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll ask you more questions afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Out of all the specialties I've done so far, which has only been like general medicine, endoscopy, psych, yeah. um, I love endoscopy. It's not nothing I want to do long term. I used to yeah, want to be a nurse, but not anymore. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy it. Nice. So you seeing the like DOS, ERCP, mm-hmm. all that stuff? Oh, I used to do. I used to be. I would have been standing Cold right name. next to you, helping you out. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta get back in there then. He can pull some strings for you. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I have a question. Yeah. Being that you went to an HBCU, do you recommend it to people? Oh, 100%. Okay, yeah, thank you. 100%. Um, because is it was it different from there in the University of Maryland? Was it like a kind of different or it's kind of the same vibe? Oh. Or drastically different, difference. right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um so what are what do you say as far as those who want to go or thinking about going as far as the HBCUs? Yeah. Cuz we didn't get a chance to, I didn't get a chance to go. I was supposed to go to Norfolk State University, okay. but then I ended up getting a full ride here and I'm like that would be really dumb of me to say, you know, yeah. extra debt right. just to be going down south, so. Mm-hmm. No, Howard was one of the best decisions of my my life. Uh, yeah. I, I loved it. <laughs> uh we actually had our 10-year reunion this um past oh, homecoming, nice. so I went back. It was it was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, some of the relationships that I formed there, you know, still carry on those relationships to this day. And it's just kind of like Howard is a place you go there and it also just strengthens or affirms that like anything is possible. You know what I mean? Because right. you're surrounded by a lot of other individuals that look like you. Right. They look like you, but it's still very diverse. Right. In the same sense. You know, you have people from the East Coast, of the South, from Africa, from the Caribbean, you know, uh, my parents from Jamaica. So it's like a very, you know, it's, it's very... Um, 
nice cultural environment, a mixing pot. And some people just say, oh, it's just the HBCU is all black people, but we're not all the same. Right. right. There's a lot right. of different, um, you know, I guess to say areas within mm-hmm. the diaspora. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel too, it was just great having, you know, I also have minority professors, you know. Yes. That's, it's yeah. like, I got you, right. bro. I get it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. People that care about you and seeing that. And I think one thing too that people may always ask with HBCU is like, can they get to where they want to go by going right. to HBCU? Right. And I don't feel it was a hindrance at all. It was actually a help. And I feel, you know, I'm here where I am today and I went to Howard and I feel that that was one of the beginning steps for me right so, right by all means i loved howard um whoop, anyone whoop. wants to go there i definitely encourage it or <laughs> any agency for that matter for sure right yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's how i feel about dc period it's just so many different um black entrepreneurs yeah. and just people just getting it like you know yeah. what i'm saying it's not uncommon whereas right. like yeah. up here more up north is like oh my gosh you're successful people yeah. are surprised that you're successful right yeah the dmv are definitely a lot there in like pg county i mean mm-hmm. There's just a lot of successful black individuals. So that's why we're going. Yeah. <laughs> we could have a whole other discussion about these Right, now. like, that's <laughs> a whole other yeah. episode. That's a whole other Because when you want to go back now and see the changes to the city and some areas that, like, you know, if you walk down certain areas at yeah. night, it's kind of, now it's just like, you know, people mm-hmm. walk in, their dog, right, you yeah. know, off the Howard Shaw stop, there's like a little coffee or muffin shop. Right. Like, it's like, well, like, bro. Right. Just like yeah. they say about Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Like, yeah. 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 How they made Brooklyn look good. Gentrified. Yeah. So thank you for letting our listeners know a little bit about little you. Background. So we're going to get into our um, topic, health is wealth. So what is health to you? Hmm. And That's why is good. it important? That's a good question. Health is... Um, <laughs> it's a... I'd say health is overall well functioning of your body mm. and your mind yeah yeah that's that was good. good yeah and because a lot of people say like oh you're skinny so you'll never get diabetes mm. because that's for when you're fat or you know yeah. and, and we don't have mm. a much a really true understanding of the different diseases that affect our culture period just for yeah. us being black and you know back in the slavery days we were eating chitlins and we were eating the scraps and pig feet and it kind of carried on into now and all those type of things um but yeah just health is you know something that's very important as far as you being able to function fully yeah mm-hmm. and it was much deeper than the surface like you're saying someone people assume oh because someone's skinny that they're healthy but they don't you know they're not thinking about how much genetics plays a role in that exactly. too you know you can have uh, one individual here that's, you know, maybe 40 pounds overweight, mm-hmm. they may never get a heart attack. And there's this other, you know, a slim individual that's healthy BMI. They're running marathons, but both of their parents, you know, probably had sudden cardiac death at like 40 and, mm-hmm. and they get a heart attack. Not like, it. how did this happen to right. me? Right. And, you know, just realizes that there's more in, that goes into it than just like the exterior and just like how, you know, how much fat is there genetics, on your, your body. Yeah. The genetics plays a, a big role in that. Too. So yeah. speaking of those um, misconceptions while we're on that subject, little pop quiz. It's not a test for you, okay. but I'm going to say a couple of things that people might think is false or true, and you correct me, okay? okay. I will say true yeah. or false. So, the first one, only obese people can get diabetes. False. Deodorant gives you cancer. False. <laughs> Everyone needs to be gluten-free. <laughs> Definitely false. That's like a little uh, peppy, but yeah. Yeah, we, we could talk about we that could, a little yeah, more. Yeah. The flu vaccine makes you sick. You can get flu-like symptoms, but you will not get the flu. Mm. 
I've never had the flu. Flu-like. And either. I always get the flu vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and last one, this is more so your specialty. Colon cancer is the most preventable form of cancer. That and I'd say and prostate cancer, too. So, yeah. Nice. 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 Um, you mentioned prostate cancer because mm-hmm. I have a question right here. Sure. Um, what age should guys should guys check go get a checkup for prostate cancer? So there's a lot of back and forth and debate over that. They've mm-hmm. gone in terms of the United States Preventative Task Force going from you know saying starting from like the age of fifty, individuals mm-hmm. getting their digital rectal exam to then saying every other year to them saying at one point just no one gets their prostate marker checked. Wow. Um, and there's different groups. Some will say still recommend, others don't. When I was doing, still doing my general medicine residency, mm-hmm. I was still doing it in people that had a history of prostate cancer mm-hmm. or African-Americans. Usually I would start maybe even like at the age of, of 40 doing a um, prostate marker and then mm-hmm. a digital rectal exam. So yeah. I didn't realize prostate cancer is like on the lower body, half of your body, right? It sits, uh, <laughs> it sits uh, right below the, the bladder. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Nini's husband from Housewives had oh, prostate yeah. cancer, and um, the husband was on the show and basically saying that he was so lucky he finally got a checkup, but he didn't. He never went to the doctors because he had this misconception that they bend you over <laughs> and like they check your butthole they do they put a yeah. yeah so they yeah. never wanted to do it like yeah. and so i was telling his sons he's telling his sons like you guys got to get a check and their sons like yeah nah, man, but you ain't about because to... they're black you know they're like i don't want nobody in my yeah. butthole no right. at least That's like exactly by what 50 i, was I would up. say so um, so I actually lost my grandfather last year to prostate cancer oh, so that was kind of something that always was really you know um, adamant about just you know checking in my mm-hmm. patients yeah um, that's a whole nother thing too in the they've seen in the African American community and also definitely in the uh, West Indian population mm-hmm. too yes mm-hmm. um, you know there's a lot of these preventable cancers that are that are, are not prevented particularly prostate cancer because you know especially in the Caribbean they like they don't, what's yeah, up yeah, they don't want any they yeah. going in their butt they yeah. don't want rectal exam there's kind of like this stigma there and right. so mm-hmm. they don't one African Americans just don't seek Medical health. Period. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As much as, and that goes deep-rooted into, you know, the history and things like the ski like, experiment. Those, yeah, distrust yeah, with health Yeah, a lot of distrust healthcare, of health yeah. And mm-hmm. then, two, has to do also with, there's a lot of homophobia in yeah. that community. Mm-hmm. And then they don't want to get their colonoscopies or get their prostate checked because they don't want anything going up their, their, right. their anus. So. And like we just said, those are their two most preventable things. And it's like if you just get a little more educated yeah. and put those... Yeah. Some of them are silly. Yeah, because some Nini's, of them are silly reasons for not getting those things checked. But you can yeah. help yourself a whole hell of a lot. Because Nini's <laughs> husband was like almost on his deathbed. Yeah. So he had he had prostate cancer. Yeah. Yeah, and he and was they, like literally was just like you know pray for him yeah. like it's getting they bad. They just caught it in the nick of time. Oh wow. Now imagine if you went to your primary care when provider, you know, to. on a regular yeah. basis. Um, and I wanted to talk about that too. Um, how? Why do you think that? people don't go or go to a PCP like you're supposed to go and get a physical yearly you know you're supposed to get your teeth clean yeah. twice a year mm-hmm. um, women you're supposed to go to your OBGYN at least yeah. once a year um, and then you see a whole bunch of people coming into the emergency room mm-hmm. for something that could have been prevented by you know just going to yeah, your regular, your regular doctor like a lot of people go to the emergency room for people a cut finger a, as, the emergency room as, yeah. their, as their, as their doctor. primary care mm-hmm. FYI it is not people 
It is not. They're, they're right. Like, I right. used to work in they, emergency and room. And then they so get I, there yeah. and they're there for hours and because somebody else is going ahead of them. It's like, that's because you could have just went to the urgent care. Go to an urgent <laughs> or care. Or just go to your doctor. Your doctor. Wait till Monday. Go to yeah. your doctor. Yeah. Um, One, there's that distrust, like we're saying, of the, the medical community. Two is time. You know, especially when I did emergency yeah. in inner city Baltimore, you know, you're having people that are sometimes hopping multiple buses just to even get to their appointment and they're getting mm-hmm. there late. You have to be kind of understanding, yeah. you know. Uh, and some people be quick to say, oh, this person's like 15 minutes late, I'm not going to see them. But you don't realize this person uh, went, came all the way across the town, they hopped three right. different buses and they walked a couple miles just to get there to that appointment. Right. So wow. it's time. And then also, um, these people, too, you know, especially in the inner city where a lot of these people are affected, they're also working multiple jobs, too. So they don't mm, have time true. to then go take, take time off. out of their day, right. go to the true. doctor. Can't afford uh, to. And some of those same individuals, they don't have insurance. Right. You know, so That's they're true. like, oh, they're, they're not going to come out of pocket for these things. So I think mm-hmm. it's time. I think it's money. I think it's a bit of distrust of the, right. the metal community. It's a lot of, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of different factors that go into it. Um, black men. We know that they never go to the doctors. <laughs> um, kind of explain to our listeners why it is important for them to take care of themselves, basically. Yeah. Well, like we were saying earlier, you know, there's a lot of things that can be going on beneath the surface that you don't see. You know, mm-hmm. I've had people that come into the the hospital and they hadn't seen a doctor maybe in like 20, 30 years or whatever. That's for crazy. example, you're now telling them they have... Um, terminal cancer, metastatic cancer. And they're like, and you you say, oh, you have diabetes also, you have high blood pressure. And they're like, oh, see, this is why I was perfectly fine. Then I come here. Yeah. (laughs) Then I get here and you all tell me I have like cancer and three like chronic illnesses. It's like, no, bro, you've been It's like, no, you had it. You just didn't realize, you know? And so it's just very important things like cholesterol to have that checked because if your cholesterol is high, you can be placed on, you know, dietary changes you can make, you can be placed on medication. Um, and that could prevent you from having a heart attack, prevent you from having a stroke, even just things like getting your blood pressure checked. I mean, you, you could definitely, even if, say, I definitely advocate going to the doctor, but say you really just say you cannot go at least, at the very least, at the most supermarkets now, you can go mm-hmm. and you get your blood pressure thing. checked. Yeah. And when we were kids, we were like, I used to oh, do it all the time as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so um, I think that's just, there's a lot of things going on beneath the surface that mm-hmm. you cannot see, and it's important to just mm-hmm. have just routine checkups. Have your cholesterol checked, your blood counts checked, mm-hmm. your, your thyroid studies. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of things that, that people just need, just like how your car needs routine yeah. maintenance. Right, yeah. right, yeah, right. To me, it's kind of just always just shocking. Like People will be more willing to mm-hmm. come out of pocket for things that are going on with their car than their their own body. Right. Yeah. And your car is going to be sick. Good car going to be sitting in there and you're going to be dead somewhere. Yeah. Right. Like, like, oh, yeah. oh, i got to pay this for my car. Like, okay, I'll work, out, work, make this happen. And it's like, oh, you need this medication. This to keep your blood pressure down, keep you from having a stroke. And it's like, oh, I, you know, I, got I, some I, herbs. I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got some herbs. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so can you tell us, like, what are some diseases that affect us as a people the most? Oh, we know yeah, sickle sure, cell sure. is like. I actually have some um, uh, stats I did from a prior panel, okay. you know, mm-hmm. looking at um, healthcare, dis- healthcare and health disparities. So, mm-hmm. um, for example, with diabetes, um, blacks, 12% of blacks are over the age of 18 are diagnosed with diabetes, um, 12.1%, 12.7% of Hispanics, where compared to whites, is about 7%. Wow. Percent. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and then obesity in men, um, White men and women, it's about 34 and 36%. Uh, black men, it's 37%. So you have white men, 
34% are obese, white women, 36% are obese, black men, 37% are obese, and then listen to this, black women, almost 57%. Wow. So you're looking at about a 20% difference. Right. Um, and then high blood pressure, 34% for Caucasians and 40 to 44% for, for blacks. So like diabetes, obesity, hypertension, um, and then there's a socioeconomic component of that too as well because I looked at for diabetes, these are, this stats are all from the Center for Disease Control, the CDC. Mm-hmm. So if you look at diabetes, 7% of individuals that did had more than a high school education mm-hmm. have diabetes, 9% uh, with high school education, and then those that have less than a high school education, 12.6%. Mm. So there's a component too of education and yeah. and um economical status as well yeah. it's, that's, it's, wow. that's really sad to hear actually because yeah. it's just crazy like we are I won't say killing ourselves but because of the lack of education because of the lack of resources mm-hmm. we're like dying off so fast and right. so young yeah a lot of yeah you see a lot of um young people or in their 40s or 50s like just passing away it's mm-hmm. like oh my god mm-hmm. like you know it's supposed to be longevity at least in your 60s 70s yeah. you know what i'm right. saying 80s we gotta take care of ourselves mm-hmm. definitely i think millennials though i think we are better i think we're getting better with taking care of our physical and our mental health i think yeah. we're definitely doing things a lot differently than you know our parents did because we're pushing more yeah and it's out there more right mm-hmm. and it's and more yeah. mental health too yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. we just were saying like it's been more prevalent like you know within yeah. this year the last two or three years people speaking out about it being okay to say you know i want to go see somebody to yeah. talk to yeah. um not just keeping it as oh just pray about it and you'll be fine yeah. right. you know being able to talk so i know you had said that the whole gluten-free thing was your pet <laughs> peeve why yeah. can you explain to the people because because I don't think that they know that so it ain't it's literally not necessary, right? One of the, in my specialty, one of the biggest reasons I'll place people on gluten-free diets are if they're diagnosed with celiac disease. Right. So it's actual gluten um, allergy, gluten sensitivity intolerance. So right. basically they have gluten and then the actual, these little hair-like structures in the small intestines, they actually get blunted. They're, they don't have that there and they can have weight loss. Their blood counts can get low. Um, they can have diarrhea. So these people need to be on a strict gluten-free diet. And then somehow there's like this fad that's kind of come around and people are just like, oh, gluten is really bad for you. And Mm -hmm. all these people are cutting out gluten. And it's just unnecessary. There's even some studies showing that some people that are going on a gluten-free diet may have some trace additional exposure to to metals based on changing Mm -hmm. their diet. But, you know, that that was just one study. But I just feel that... There's this fad that and people are on it and they're altering their diet and they may also end up having some other nutritional deficiencies because mm-hmm. they're trying to show strictly to adhere to this diet that they don't really need to be on. Right. That's what I was there are say. some people that may not have celiac, but they may have just some gluten like intolerance. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, but there are people that have had no issues with gluten. And just whatsoever, like, oh, I sound like this like, is oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is Yeah, I, I read in an article in the um, Journal of Medicine that if you are now doing a gluten-free diet and you don't need it that it could possibly bring about other diseases? Possibly. I don't have that much information on that. There mm-hmm. was that paper I was saying that says because you're altering your diet, you may have some of the like trace metal exposure. Mm-hmm. But to say necessarily that 
I don't say I wouldn't say I have enough data to say mm. definitely you would get have other diseases because of that. Right. So do do your research because I can honestly yeah. honestly say at one point I'm like maybe I need to go on a gluten free diet. <laughs> but then when I went and did yeah. the research, I'm like this is hard. <laughs> right. I gotta cut out. All, right. I don't got time and I changed my mind quick. Yeah. Right. And I changed right, my mind real all quick. Those things too. You maybe you missing out on some nutritional that you need. That you need. Right. Yeah. And you still now get the goal that you thought that you exactly. Were and then now I got other stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. So how about um, self diagnosing? <laughs> because everybody is quick to say, oh, let me Google because I have a headache. And then they be like, oh, now my you God, got a I brain tumor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my life is over. Yeah. While Google can be helpful, uh, it can definitely lead to your, your detriment. Like someone go type in these, um, what's the other one? Med? Oh, yeah. Med, web MD. Web, yeah, oh, yeah. my web God. MD, yeah. And you put in a few symptoms and you think like you're, you're dying. Um more so my issue is not really people that think that there's more of an issue by doing something like that. Because if you think about it, if someone thinks they're dying, they're going to come into the, the doctor. Right. So right. I'd rather someone be more worried about what's going on than someone that's not as worried. So then right. maybe someone yeah. that puts in these symptoms and they're like, oh, it's probably just this. Mm-hmm. And so and they put else. off something that's potentially serious right. and don't go to see the doctor. So um, I just... I'm not really for looking up all those symptoms. And it can be helpful in trying to get an idea of what's going on, but you shouldn't do that in lieu of actually going right. to right. see Right, because then you the don't doctor. have all the factors yeah. that you talked about before, yeah. like the background, the yeah. family history, and the other um, factors that contribute to certain diseases like age and all of that yeah. stuff. Right. So, like you said, you're thinking it's something super serious and it's not or you're thinking it's not that serious but you got this history in yeah. your family so that one symptom yeah. that you just writing off as not serious might be potentially dangerous for you there's all, people doing all kinds of like crazy things right. you know at home there's people that do their own like fecal transplants right so taking <laughs> stool from like their spouse they're like blending it up That's and then disgusting. they give it to themselves in the enema <laughs> what? Like, wait, yeah. wait 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 what <laughs> so in GI That's we do real? Fecal transplants are people that have what's called a C. diff infection. So it's okay. a serious infection that causes inflammation in your colon. And people that have, some people just have recurrent. They have multiple episodes of this. And then to kind of restore that normal bacteria, we find a donor. They get their stool, it's <laughs> blended up. And oh, that's, wow. we'll do a colonoscopy and then we'll insert that stool from you someone else. You insert somebody else's shit into somebody else. Basically, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and the patient's okay with that? You ain't got yeah, no choice yeah, but I mean, to be like okay with it. Like, <laughs> sure, you know, these but are people like, that are like on antibiotics for like multiple, and they're going to the hospital uh, multiple times. Yeah. So is right? this shit like sterilized? It's uh, like I what's mean, that? What happened? It's not stool's not sterile. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Right. I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going into a sterile environment. You're putting the other person's <laughs> right, you, colon. So, um, wow. It's a whole process. They I take it. So they mix it with luck. Like, oh. But you go online if you. Last time I remember looking it up, you look up fecal transplant. The first site that popped up is like a DIY do it yourself <laughs> why, why would you want to do it yourself right? yeah you know and so there, there's so there's a whole lot of data now coming about like the gut microbiome right mm-hmm. the bacteria balance in your in your intestines and in your mm-hmm. stomach um, that we're still learning about right but even there have been some studies that have shown if you have a for example there may be a link between the gut bacteria and obesity mm. so there's been studies that have shown if you take stool from an obese mice, mm-hmm. obese mouse, and you give it to uh, a skinny mouse, mm-hmm. right? That small mouse it's then gets get obese, big. and they've seen it vice versa. Oh, wow. They don't know yeah. why, but they're now showing there's links to it between the gut microbiome and 
a lot of other things that we don't know yet that we're currently researching. This is how And so even when right? we're doing the fecal transplants, this is a, a big <laughs> extensive students. screening. Like you're trying to find out does this person have any other diseases, a lot of things. So if you just go and you just have random, you know, your friend or your <laughs> spouse just do it, you may be, you know, Exposing yourself <laughs> to a lot of things that could significantly affect your health. That's mm-hmm. crazy. You know, so that's why just the internet is a dangerous place. It really is. I would never think place. to give myself a, a, de- a fecal transplant. I've seen people swallow the glass. You know the aquariums, oh. the the glass beads in there at the bottom. Yes. There was someone that came in. They had like been just swallowing those for a while because they saw online that it would like clean out clean it like help with their constipation what wow. so how would you are weird <laughs> but it was like then the person couldn't swallow because it got stuck in their esophagus right. of course so it I had did to go and <laughs> what's the it. craziest thing that you had to remove craziest thing or that you've time. seen when you removed from a patient that I've seen removed maybe like a piece of a denture oh what? I haven't That's... so at at Yale so we'll see some. Oh, actually, uh, there's someone that came in that had like multiple nails that they had swallowed. Like fingernails? Like, huh? Like nails. fingernails? No, or like, like nails? Nails. Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm looking oh. at my nails. Yeah. So huh. I haven't removed a lot of like crazy things. It's been more so things like, you know, maybe someone may swallow a piece of a denture or something like that. Um, but some of my colleagues, for example, where I did residency at Maryland, the. Uh, correctional facility, the University of Maryland, they see those patients. At Yale, we're not really affiliated oh, yeah. with the particular correctional facility. Right. Usually the those hospitals mm-hmm. that see patients that come from jail, those ha- they have some really just like drugs and all crazy that. just like um, foreign objects. That are. So people may take like anything. a... We just, yeah, yeah. Just, to, a, just to get a trip out of the, yeah. out of right. the jail. You <laughs> go to a hospital, you know, so people may take a razor blade, wrap it in toilet paper, swallow it so it doesn't like cut there. Their throat. But when you look but on the X-ray, there. you just see the blade there. You don't know. Right. You don't know that so you go in there, take it out. There's people that come in that, you know, they may have bags Batters. of like heroin or whatever mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they swallowed. They're like a drug yeah. mule, you know. So I haven't had to do any crazy stuff like that. My friend actually just um, he's in in Philly. He was just telling me about um, he removed a, like a number two pencil, I think, from someone's esophagus. I can't there. imagine yeah. sitting there just like. Yeah. We pulled a mouth. we pulled a battery out of someone on Friday actually, but and she does it all the time. She swallows batteries all the time. She's in like a group home or whatever. Is she, oh, yeah, okay. it's usually yeah. so. It's usually the biggest um, population you'll see this in are inmates and uh, yeah. patients with psychiatric Psych- illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sitting yeah. here like whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean the number two. I mean never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to. Yeah. Imagine what I was like, say. Oh, okay, I, I guess. <laughs> Um, so we talked about mental health. We talked about your physical. Um, and can we talk about... Oh, can intro- I put, put oh. plug? Yes, do please. what you gotta do. No, just no, because we're talking about preventive health. Also, so breast cancer yeah. screen is like really important. Yeah. So that was actually one of the things during my aunt passed from breast cancer during my freshman year of college. Wow. So that was like another thing that kind of moved me towards doing medicine as well. So we talked about prostate cancer, colon cancer, breast cancer, women need to get their mammograms. Mm-hmm. There's different groups. Some people still advocate for doing like the self-breast exam. Others right. say not to. Um, but it's probably better to just speak with your doctor and whatever screening method they choose. Just right. make sure that, you know. I got a mammogram done when I was like 25 or 23. I had a lump on this, on my left breast. Um 
And it was, I think it was on, because t- it has to be like on top or underneath. So I think it was like on top of the skin, but it was like a big lump. And then when I went, it was benign, but I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to go every year to get right. it checked. And people don't uh, know too, if it's in your, um, yeah, have, you, have you been going? Every year? Not yeah, I knew it. The way she said, I'm supposed to be. Yeah, she's not supposed to. Not Typical. every year, but I, every two years okay. I go. Mm. Yeah, you were starting to mention that people need to know that when you have family history, so some yeah. things that you don't have to start getting screening for for until 50. For example, if you have family history, you need to do that sooner. Because yeah. the sooner the better, basically. Because even with the mammals, I believe it was 50, right, before when you go I check. I think it was 40. And it's getting younger. Like they made it younger Whatever recently, age right? it is, it's getting younger, younger. and younger. I think up to, like, like 25 mm. or you know, depending. Yeah. People now are getting um, colon cancer at younger ages now, especially mm. in the millennials are seeing it, you know, a lot younger and younger. So I would not be surprised they move the age earlier. The American Cancer Society had recommended everyone go from age 50, starting colon cancer screening, to 45. We already were doing it at 45 for African Americans. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was 50 because African Americans get uh, higher rates of uh, colorectal cancer. But I suspect, I mean, it may they may push it even lower. Wow. Who knows why? I think a part of it maybe honestly is really the the foods that we eat nowadays. Yeah. Things like red meat, uh, processed foods like bacon, hot dogs, those things definitely increase the rates of um, colon and, and gastric cancer. I really wanna I really wanna give up meat, but it's so hard. <laughs> my life is like but I really thing, want to do it. Because everyone's going vegan. I don't want to do like that. it's so hard for like the black community. I don't think you have to go. I mean, there's benefits. I don't think you have to go vegan. I still want to watch that documentary. What the hell? On Netflix? Yeah. yeah. Just out of curiosity. I know, I That's know. That's what a bunch People of friends like, oh, you should see vegan. this. I don't know if I want to see it, because if I see it, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, never pick not, up a yeah, burger. Yeah, yeah. You never will, and you don't want that to happen. No. Um, but yeah, vegan. But there are a lot of options. Um, I believe the business is Eat Chrissy. Um, I actually met her when I was in the Apple Store one day, and she has her own business. She's about to have a food cart, cart. and she makes a lot of great, like nice, like good food. Um, you know that is vegan that you wouldn't even know, um, because plant based based is like kind of yeah. the way to go, right? Plant based, trying to stay away from dairy. It varies. In yeah. moderate, everything in moderation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can't. I, I don't guess. want to. I don't want to give up dairy. I love cheese. I love sour cream. You sure? I, don't I, love, I, I don't love ice cream. I don't want to do that. And then I think you know, like poultry is is fine as well. Right. But, and scavengers. You know, seafood. If you're it's truly getting probably poultry, maybe from like some local farm. I mean, who knows? Honestly, this what's in true. the stuff you get All off the hormone, anything. The <laughs> yeah, everything's getting recalled. Yeah. Even vegetables and Even spinach lettuce. and yes, lettuce. I was gonna yeah. say that. Somebody had posted was like, "See, I was trying to go on my diet and it's uh, romaine's getting, you know, recalled. getting recalled. So let me go just do what I've been doing." Right. <laughs> so thank you so much for you know talking to us and letting our black millennials, because that is mostly our dem- demographic, letting them mm-hmm. know like, look, go. Go get checked. Mm-hmm. Like, we keep think it a buck with your doctor when you do go. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. Tell them yeah. the truth. Yeah. They can't help you. A lot of people come in and lie. Yeah, it's the wives that usually tell the whole the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And tell them, Bill. Yeah. Tell them Bill. <laughs> you come in, they're like, oh, do you hear for it? They're like, I'm fine. And they're like, not, and then the wife is like, no, you didn't tell them about this and yeah. that. And that. Yeah. yeah. Listen it's to your like, wife. You need a good woman, <laughs> right, to tell the truth. There's a lot of people I'm just like, man, they would. They would have been dead long ago if it wasn't for their wives. Wow. Right, yeah. See? 
get you a, get you a black queen. Um, so yeah, just make sure you get checked. Make sure you take care of yourself. Like you said, if you can take care of your car, you could take care of your body. Mm-hmm. Have keep that same energy. Have that same yeah, like have that same. Sure. Energy. But you really can't like treat your car better than you treat yourself. Absolutely, yeah. you really can't. But so. people do. Yeah. I know it's crazy. Yeah. When he said it, I'm like, you know what? You that are absolutely so sense, right. Yeah. yeah. So um, where can they follow you if they have any questions or you know um, I think it's a it's great that you are a black male mm-hmm. so it's like okay I can speak to someone that I relate to you know what I'm saying yeah. um, we talked about the whole distrust in medicine yeah. being able to see a black doctor is like oh okay mm-hmm. I, could, I can talk to this guy yeah. so both on Twitter and Instagram my handle is Earl Campbell MD E-A-R-L-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L-M-D sounds good follow him follow him <laughs> so we have a we few church announcements um, so first is our vision board party, Woo-hoo. which will be this, this Friday, the 18th. It starts at 8 p.m. You get your tickets at myvision.eventbrite.com. It's um, the team times the collective vibe. It's just going to be a really dope time. Live music. You get complimentary. Blah, blah, blah. I'm starting to sound like Joe. Complimentary <laughs> glass of wine. Um, you get all your supplies there. It's just going to be a really good vibe. The beginning of the year is nice to reflect and say, all right, what do I want to do? Or what all, what is my five-year plan? Or where do I see myself? And once you have that vision, you get it down on paper, it's like, all right, boom, action. So action. make sure you guys come and uh, join us. Then we have our The Team First Anniversary Live Show, March 23rd. It will be at Woo-hoo. Terminal 110. Woo-woo. As a matter of fact, today is recording. We're recording on Sunday. Tickets went on sale today for the general public. So Please this is, get them. Yes, get They're them. They're $20 until the 31st. That's a steal because we're going to give you guys a great show. Facts. So, um, and then VIP tickets are also <laughs> available. We have Weezy WTF from Horrible Podcast. Um, Horrible Decisions podcast coming down. Um, and they are just so funny. When I was listening to their episode, the clip, she was like, oh, I'll be in New Haven, Connecticut. It's going to be lit. It's, it's just going to be, be lit. lit. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. I'm super excited. So make sure you guys get your tickets for that. And then we will not be doing our Facebook, Facebook lives um, the Thursday after each episode. We have a lot of things coming up, a lot of different plans that you guys will um, know about. So we're going to be doing Facebook Live once a month, every last Thursday of the month. We're going to catch up with you guys, talk about whatever, talk about the episodes that we recorded within that month. Um, but we will be continuing the conversation in The Huddle, which is on Facebook. So make sure you join our Facebook group, The Huddle, mm-hmm. um, sponsored by the team. And uh, that's about it. Get those tickets. Get them tickets for Division Board Party and live. Do that right now. Yeah, and we got like three more events coming up. By next week, we'll have some more church (laughs) announcements. We've been busy, y'all. It's a lot going on, so stay tuned. Stay Stay tuned. tuned. So make sure you subscribe, listen, rate, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play. (laughs) Y'all know know how to find us. Y'all know where we at. So make sure you find (laughs) us and listen in. Thank you, Dr. Kimball, again for joining yes, us. Yes, thank you. A very you uh, good me. conversation. Yeah, it was. And until next time, see y'all later. Bye, guys. Okay. Pause. Why do you always do that? so I long? I don't know. I don't know. It's a problem. That's Joe. too bad you could do it because I can't. Give us our positive vibe. Our positive vibe for the week is you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the end. That's it. Start your health journey. That's awesome. Come on. Thank you for that. Alrighty. Thank you guys for listening. Toodles. Bye, guys.